Blog Talk Radio. Services, the doctors and the nurses in the hospital, and the first responders of COVID 
<clears throat> and those are the wonderful people to clean up after him and those who clean up the, the aisles and stock, stock the shelves in the supermarket. They're all very, very uh, good people. They're all very good people that we all need. Tonight, I'm proud to say that uh, for the third time in uh, two months, I'm able to announce the uh, graduation with uh, high honors. Uh, there's a young man who's gone through a lot of adversity starting when he was very, very young. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, at some point in time, gave me every gray hair that I have in my head. When I come home and find him at the top of the 12-foot tree. Um, but tonight, we want to send our very best uh, wishes out to Ty Anthony Basso, recent graduate from the uh, State College of uh, Florida, who's now uh, going to pursue his career at the University of uh, South Florida and hopefully the University of South Florida Medical School. So, Ty, it's always been a pleasure being your grandparent, but you always make me proud, your mom, I'm proud. So we want to, everybody here on the show wants to say, what a great job. You work hard. You deserve everything you get, pal. Katie, welcome to this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Excuse me. Did you happen to see the uh, UFC fights this afternoon? I did. I saw uh, some of the some of the uh, the last ones. The Josh Emmett fight was just out of this world. It did not disappoint the the little. Uh, I was very surprised that Tupler uh, coming on. He's never done a five. Uh, the five-round uh, fight, uh, and Emmett has, but Emmett sure took a hell of a beating. Yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. usually the reason why Tapura doesn't make it to the fifth round a lot is because his fights don't last that long because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he usually right. doesn't allow us to go longer than, you know, three rounds, longer than two rounds usually, just because of how explosive how fast he is. A lot of guys just can't keep up with him when he's, you know, on fire, you know, on a roll. And uh, we mm-hmm. saw Emmett not really, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, control him or win against him because he didn't. He was getting kind of controlled. But we uh, did see uh, Emmett, Emmett actually control Sophia for a little bit and, you know, win at least sometimes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he was he was he was good uh, close up. But boy, he moved back two feet and and Tupra. Uh, how do you say that? Tupra, Tupra, Tupra. Tupra. Uh, yeah, Tupra. Yeah, he uh, he had a hell of a, hell of a leg kick, and then his his arm reach seemed to be long uh, longer too, because he was just landing some really hard hits on that face. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and Emmett, mm-hmm. Emmett is uh, no different. Like Emmett, Emmett and Tofrida, kind of, you know, you look at not really. I wouldn't say their fight style, but what they can bring to the table. You know, that flashy yeah. knockout power that is possessed mm-hmm. by Josh Emmett, just as it is by Ia Tofrida. You know, that they are yeah. in a lot of ways very similar. But we saw mm-hmm. in this fight. You know, the differences that 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 uh, Topria had, and the advantages that he, you know, trained with and, and trained for, and just his fighting style, it was uh, it just looked like he was a fight ahead, uh, or, yeah. or, or a punch ahead, 
I should say, of uh, above Josh Emmett, which I uh, I did yeah. I did appreciate. Him. Yeah, they're talking about uh, him going after uh, Volkanovski next. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, to, to, you said Topiri against um, against Volkanovski. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely like to see it. I, um, I, I honestly, with the war path that Topria has been on his entire time with the UFC, you know, countless back-to-back knockouts, you know, finishes, I mm-hmm. should say. You know, it's kind of like a a destined a destined path to mm-hmm. Volkanovski. Now, mm-hmm. Volkanovski is a lot different than Josh Emmett, and Josh Emmett is the highest-ranked fighter he's ever fought. He was the first top five ranked fighter that Topria has ever fought and mm-hmm. went to the fifth round. There are a lot better fighters, and, you know, this is no knock on Josh Emmett. And even though he is only ranked, or he was only ranked fifth, they are, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like right past Josh Emmett, it just gets a mm-hmm. lot, a lot better. You know, every single rank after that, let's say you get it to the champion, Volkanovski, those fighters are just mm-hmm. premier, premier. It's definitely one of the mm-hmm. hardest divisions to move up in, and with him to do it so swiftly, it's kind of like mm-hmm. it seems like the only guy for Topria is Volkanovski. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, the, the fight before that was uh, two women, uh, Macy Barber and Amanda Ivins. Uh, that was a knockdown, dragout brawl. Um, Macy Barber's, she just man, she is wicked. Uh, she bloodied up. Uh, uh, I know it's spelled R I B A S, but they were kept, kept pronouncing the Ibis. Um, and uh, she just uh, took control from the very first round, the very first minute, and then they had to stop the fight after in the second round because uh, he she had her down on the on the floor and just pounding the living hell out of her. And uh, it just uh, it was really a a, a very Brutal thing. I've never seen a, a female that fast. Um, I think she could even give Nunez a, a a run for her money. What do you think, Kate? Hello? I think his mute's on. Yeah, his mute's on. My bad. If, um, yeah, I just realized exactly when you said that. Uh, but uh, if if those are you know some of the some of the fastest female fighters you've seen, and I'm gonna agree with you there, she was mm-hmm. she looked ecstatic that fight. She looked electric. Mm-hmm. Her hands were electric, and uh, you know it just kind of it kind of seemed like you know, she was in the right spot in the right position every single time, every single punch. And mm-hmm. you know, again, her fight IQ was just. You know, head and shoulders above above the other girl, and uh, yeah, yeah I, I do see another kind of one of those Topria Ia Topria type fighters in her. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a, a war path to the title, uh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Tony, what do you think? Uh, uh, Canelo Alvarez uh, signed a, uh, a three fight uh, um, contract with uh, uh, pay per view for a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's a smart man. Yep. That's uh, a, that's, yeah. Hey, if they'll, if they'll call me, I'll do the same thing. Sure. 
I'll do it for a million. Just, uh, I mean, up? heck, I'll do it for 500 Gs, you know. Just uh, <laughs> I don't mind going to get my ass whooped for a couple times. I mean, I'll take a, a pounding for 500 <laughs> Gs. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're yeah, selling yeah, yourself that's short. You could, you could make millions. You're selling yourself short. You're right, Caden. You I love you for taking up for me like that. You're right. Let's go for yeah, millions, be, a couple mils. I'll be your agent. You got It'll it, brother. Agent, you you bring in the bank, I pay you good. I might, I'm going to take a couple knockouts, but hey, it's going to be worth it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Try and try and stay uh, in the fight for at least uh, two minutes for the first round. I'm going to try. I, I'll run around the ring for two before I take the shot. The kiss <laughs> of death. I'm taking one punch, and doesn't matter how how hard the punch is. I'm I'm going down, no matter what. There you go. Now I'll go down. Go. And just have the checkbook ready. But speaking exactly. of uh, speaking of Red, he uh, I guess he's going to fight Charlo. I believe they signed a deal this week. Yes, uh, Jamal. And, uh, I believe it's Jamar Charlo. Jamal, it's Jamal. Um, oh, Jamal. Okay. Yeah, right. I have that here in in uh, October. Yeah, that one is uh, – that's going to be an easy one for Canelo, I think. It's, I mean, yes, he's gone downhill some, but he's still got enough in him that uh, he, I don't think that'll be a hard one. That'll, that'll be a, a, a taming fight for him where he could kind of maybe have his comeback and maybe if he decides to try to take Bivol after that, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, that's the wrong match too, obviously. I mean, Bivol, mm-hmm. he's not going to beat Bivol. That's just all there is to that. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I think it'll take Charlo. I don't think that's going to be a hard fight for him at all. That's like me going up against Ric Flair. You know, I mean, I could take him in a figure four leg lock right now and just snap his knee. So, you hear that, Katie? You might want to add that to his uh, his resume when you're out there selling it. Oh, I got it. I got it. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. Take them because there are millions of dollars involved in that. Great. Yeah. Tony, what do you think of Dylan White uh, uh, versus uh, Anthony Joshua? That was stuck too. Nobody was looking at that one. You said Dylan White? Yep. That one I want to see. I I didn't know that that was uh, confirmed yet, but I'll tell you what. Yep. Anybody that will step in the ring and knock Anthony Joshua out for me is my hero. I don't care who it is. If Dylan White can do it, which I think he can. I, I've about had it with Anthony Joshua. I just mm. He's just a has-been. He's washed up. It's time to go. I'd love to see him. I want to see him fight Deontay Wilder. I want to see Wilder knock his ass out. One was mm-hmm. just rare back, and good night, Irene. It's over. Drop him, and I'll be a happy mm-hmm. man. And that hopefully will end Joshua's career and be done. Go back to England and put your tail between your legs, and that's the end of you. If Yuzik if can put up that much of a fight you know, against – Joshua, and you know, beat him all those times. Then why can't Dylan White? And, you know, I've seen oh, Dylan yeah. White with with Tyson Fury, so you know that he can you know fight at a, at a high level. Granted, he didn't win those fights against Tyson, but he competed. He competed for some rounds, and that that itself is just saying a lot. So uh, exactly, if you could even compete against Tyson, you're doing good. So if, if Dylan White, it's you know, it's not going to be a hard fight for Dylan White. I don't think I, it'll be five, six rounds because they'll just do their little maneuvers for a little bit, you know, run around the ring and and then he'll he'll give him a chump shot. That'll be it. He's done. Hey, Kate, what 
what's the story with uh, Francis Nagano? Because he's very comfortable with the, at the uh, uh, heavyweight uh, um, area, and he wants to. Yeah, he wants to, he wants a new belt. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know where he would move. I don't because you can't be double champ and move down. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, unless there is a higher weight in PFL that I don't know about, uh, mm-hmm. then I, I guess that would be possible. But uh, for what he is right now, he's a heavyweight. So, you know, from my knowledge, that's impossible for him to be double champ. Unless you were mm-hmm. to move down and get the light heavyweight belt and then move back up to heavyweight and get the heavyweight belt. Which, if you were to do that, mm-hmm. I just think that would be a lot of, you know, just unnecessary, you know, weight changes and weight fluctuations. And I think if he really wants to be comfortable, then he just yeah, he just stays at, at heavyweight, doesn't move around, shows why mm-hmm. he's one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. Uh, he's going to go crazy in PFL. And uh, I did see something and uh, re- relating him and John Jones. They met in public in a club, and uh, it was not an arranged meeting or anything like that. They just kind of met each other out of the blue. And uh, they had a face-off in the middle of this, like, dance floor, basically. And we were just surrounded by a bunch of people, and it was, um, it was a pretty cool moment. They were just there talking shit, talking, I mean, talking crap, talking about how they want to fight each other in the future. Uh, you know who's who's really gonna win that? And I'm sad that's a fight that we're probably never gonna see, because John Jones, in all, in all seriousness, probably retiring soon. Kinganu, you know, by the time that he does make his way back to the UFC, even if he does make his way back to the UFC, because I've heard Dana White say multiple times that he doesn't want to do business with with Francis Ngannou. But when it gets to the right. point where if it does get to the point where Francis Ngannou is just the bona fide number one you know, heavyweight in the entire world, then, mm-hmm. you know, what, then what do you do then? Because you, you got a, a guy like Francis Ngannou, like, Dana White didn't like Ben Askren and still took him back. So I think mm-hmm. that, that could be a case with, uh, with Francis Ngannou. Okay. Tony, what's the story with uh, Tiafino Lopez uh, vacating the uh, WBO title for the 140-pound belt? I don't know if that was a smart move or not, but because he voluntarily vacated it, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean, he's. I think this last fight he won yeah, it gave him a little bit of a shift, uh, some momentum, I guess, to go forward a little bit. Maybe he's like, okay, I'm gonna. I still got it, so I'm gonna take a next step in and see what I can do from here. But you know, I mean, he uh, he put on a good performance. I mean, I can't really blame him, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's probably a good. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have hold the belt and make that kind of money and take the chance. Like, because, you know, mm-hmm. Kate and I, we want cash. And a lot of cash. That's right. So, you know, I don't know that I would take that chance. But, hey, God bless him for trying. You know, if he could go up there and, yeah. and start beating some tail in another division and get another belt, and you know, more man, more. Yeah, he's the man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kate, what about uh, Corey Sandhagen uh, versus Omar? Uh... Oh, boy. Uh, I, honestly, you, you don't have to pronounce the last name. I know who you're talking about. Because uh, yeah. he's the only he's the only Russian guy in the UFC with the first name Omar. So uh, mm-hmm. that kind of distinguishes him enough. So uh, you know, Corey Sandhagen, 
and him, uh, they would match up. Like, honestly, if you really think about it, they would match up perfectly. And that is a fight that not only I would want to see, but uh, I feel like a lot of people would want to see just because of, you know, what this whole new wave of those, you know, Chechen fighters, Russian fighters, basically just mountain men with uh, Islamic first names and Russian last names. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if, if you see that you're facing a guy with an Islamic first name and a Russian last name, just give up. You're mm-hmm. pretty much going to lose. And uh, honestly, I do think that is the same case with this one. I love Corey Sandhagen a lot. I do, I do like his IQ. I like, you know, his movements, his unpredictability. And uh, when it comes to Omar, though, it's just a different breed of fighter he's talking about. You know, it's not the same, mm-hmm. like, you, know, hit you in your face, I'm going to you know, punch you in the mouth, you're going to lose your plan. These guys train like no other. They train like no other. And it's been proven so many times just because look at how good they are. Look at how good mm-hmm. every, you know, Russian Chechen fighter is. Most of them are right. good. And it just comes down to really work ethic. And every single one of those guys work outwork you. I don't care who you are. Maybe if you're like George St. Pierre, maybe you, you, you won't get outworked. But uh, I do see Omar actually winning here. And that might be a little bit of an upset, uh, but uh, I don't really care. Omar. Yeah, is this, are these the people that uh, when they go to camp that they uh, actually put them out there and let them fight bears? Now there is there is uh, videos of baby Khabib uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov uh, when he was mm-hmm. a child. There's a video of him wrestling another baby bear, which uh, you could actually go Google that, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a real video, not photoshopped or anything like that. It's uh, pretty astonishing. You see a baby. Habib Nurmagomedov wrestling a baby bear, which is uh, outrageous. Just outrageous. It just shows you, you know, just a culture change, an immediate culture change. Mm-hmm. You know, guys from different parts of the world and their upbringings, and you know what, what really, you know, what what's the sport of wrestling and uh, combat sports mean to them? Because that's really their whole life. You're wrestling a bear when you're, mm-hmm. you know, fr- you know, fresh out your mama. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're 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 crazy, wrestling a bear mm-hmm. when you're still not even a year old. Speaking mm-hmm. of wrestling a bear, a little guy wrestling a bear. Do you, did you hear who's fighting on the ticket with the Errol Spence and Crawford uh, night on July 29th? No, I did not. No. We got Isaac Cruz, the little bear himself, going against Giovanni Barrera. Isaac Cruz was the guy Ooh. that. Uh, as a substitution in against uh, against, uh, against Tank, Tank. Right? yeah, yeah, dude, he he won that fight too. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, I did hear. Like, so this, I remember when uh, that fight happened, and all y'all were saying that he put up one hell of a fight. Oh yeah, he's back on the 29th, so we get to see what he's going to do. And I'm telling you, if he tears up Giovanni Cabrera, which I think yeah, that's going to be an easy easy fight for him. Um, and there's good things coming this year for fighting because. Uh, He's, he'll get back on there with Tank Davis eventually. And you, mm-hmm. you really think about it, he put up such a good fight against Tank, and you see guys like, you know, people hyping up guys like Ryan Garcia. And Ryan Garcia had a full, you know, full fight camp, had a full lead-up to this entire fight. Isaac Cruz only had a couple weeks. Comes in there and puts up a better fight than Ryan Garcia did. Absolutely. Came out of nowhere. No one even knew who he was. Oh, yeah. and. 
I didn't know. They, he, he was called the pit bull for a reason. That guy is amazing. He's going to be one to watch. Mark my words on that one. For I'll sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, shout out to Perella. Perella fights tonight in Minneapolis. I did not know this. Ooh. And it was tonight. I was trying to get him on the air last week and uh, this week. I didn't realize that uh, he had a fight tonight, but he's going up against uh, a pretty good opponent. I, get, I, can't, I can't think of the guy's name at the moment, but he's part of the uh, the 10-card fight in Minneapolis tonight. Nice. So maybe we'll try to get him on for next week or the following week just to uh... – uh, congratulate him on his win. Yeah, it's Jamonte Clark. He's going against ten rounds uh, for junior middleweight. So hopefully he'll he'll take him out, and we can get him on here and celebrate next week with him on the air. Yeah, sure. Hey, what what do you think of the? Uh, it took uh, Jaime Mangoya a late surge, man, to to try and uh, he was getting his butt kicked by Devin Clark last week. What's your thoughts? Oh, my bad. Uh, what, what were the names you said? They're talking about. So, no, Tony. It was Honey Munguia and Devin Clark. Munguia? Yeah. I missed I missed the fight. Did Munguia win that fight? <clears throat> yes, but it took him. He got, It was a 10-rounder, and he didn't come on until about the ninth or 10th round when he finally – I woke up and figured out he was in the middle of the ring and he better get his ass moving. Um, he was he was getting pushed around quite a bit in the uh, the early uh, early stages of the fight, but he finally uh, came uh, came out of it. And uh, you know, maybe uh, whatever he was taking before you got in there may have a cold or something. Uh, but he came on. Yeah, that is a that's a big dude. When I first saw him start fighting, I thought it was going to be one of these guys that like a Tyson Fury, it's just, it's going to be hard to take him out, but he hasn't been extremely impressive over the last couple of years. Not what I thought he was going to be. Yeah. And if he's taken that long to get into it, then, you know, I mean, he's just, just a big knuckle dragger. It's pretty much probably mm-hmm. not going to make it too much longer. I doubt he'll get any really good fights. Just the way he's going at this point, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he kind of shocked me. I expected it different with him. Mm-hmm. Caden, uh, what about uh, Anthony Smith and Brian uh, Son tonight? I was not aware that Anthony Smith fought tonight. I uh, I kind yeah. of turned on the card a bit late, but uh, let me get this in front of me real quick. Um, yeah, I, honestly, before we talk about that, I want to talk about that um, David Onama fight. David Onama, okay. you know, yeah, a lot of people do not talk about him, and uh, I want to put a little bit of respect on his name, and uh, I, I think a lot of people overlook him, and mm-hmm. I, I just I remember the our only only reason I'll never forget David Onama is one time he fought uh, a man named Late, Nate Landway, and I can never find this fight. Every single time I try to look this fight up, I can't find it. It is one of the most exciting, technical, you know, crazy fights I have ever seen. And if you do mm-hmm. get the justice of, of watching it, I watched it live, so I had that that uh, that privilege of doing that. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, ever since then, I've always been a big David Onama guy. And this fight was no different. He came in there, and it was almost like he had the preset knowledge that he was going to win that fight. 
he set up the jab. Mm-hmm. He was working the jab the entire time. And the punch that ended, the punch that just, it was a beautiful knockout, by the way. And uh, he was closing in on him, hit him with the jab, opened up his guard, got in his face, and just hit him with a beautiful uppercut. One of the cleanest uppercuts mm-hmm. I've seen this entire night. And uh, it just straight to sleep, straight to sleep. And even on the way down, David Onarma, his hands are so fast. When the guy was falling to the ground, he hit him three times by the time he hit, by the time that uppercut landed, and he hit the ground. Three more punches had landed. That's just who David Onama is. And if he does that, you know, time and time again, and I feel like he has the, the potential to be that kind of gatekeeper almost for this division. I don't really think he has a position to move up and be a top ten, maybe top ten, but not top five, definitely not champion. But uh, mm-hmm. I do think can he can definitely be a great fighter in the UFC just by being a, like a gatekeeper almost. But he's mm-hmm. a hard fight. But uh, I, I don't think Anthony Smith fought tonight. Mm-hmm. Hey, Frank, okay. I want to touch something real yeah. quick about something Caden was talking about earlier with uh, Ryan Garcia. Did you know that the cross-dresser actually sued him this week? No. He sued his own guy that lost that match and turned around. In fact, not only that, they turned their back and were gone before he even got out of the ring. And uh, him and I think it was Teddy Atlas or Teddy, whatever his name is, uh, the trainer, he was gone with the cross-dresser. They took off, and now they filed a lawsuit against Garcia saying he was breaching his contract of some sort. And if anything... I mean, let's just let's just do a you know let's take a donation up for the show and send this guy a new pair of panties. I think he needs yeah. to wear some pink ones. Yeah. And Oscar, I'm sorry, you might kick my ass one day, but you know what, buddy, that was wrong. You shouldn't do that to Ryan Garcia. He gave it all he got yeah. and took it like a man with his loss. He got in there and he stank tank. He shook his hand. I don't know that I've seen more of a of a man step up after losing a fight than I have Ryan Garcia. Nothing but respect for him. And I wasn't a huge fan. I thought he was going to win it, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest with you, he took that one like a man like none I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Just had to point that out because I got people in the Bronx right now that are just jumping up and down going, oh, my God. Oh, my God, he did it. Yeah. He did it. He's going to get They're yeah. loving us, by the way. Shout out to the Bronx. Yeah. Thank you guys yeah. for calling last week because we love you all. That's great. We know you're listening. Yep. Well, our, our, uh, our great fans uh, in New York who called in last week, we really appreciated that. Our numbers actually jumped by uh, 12% uh, last week. And I'm sure that's because of our guests and the, the uh, wonderful people that called in, his family and everybody else. So we appreciate that. And, uh, I'm sorry we couldn't take all the calls that were coming in. And, um, but... Uh, if you want to keep on calling in anytime you want to, we'll take your calls. Um, yep, that's uh, Anthony yeah. promised it too. He said he was going to bring the ratings to us, and and he did. Yeah, he did. And it was real nice talking yep. to people. So, yep. Caden, uh, what do you think of uh, Talia Santos uh, and uh, Blanchfield? Uh, what Talia Santos, Santos, mm-hmm. oh, oh, and Blanchfield. Mm-hmm. 
Star Luke Santos has always been, again, like we were just talking about David Onama. He's kind of that gatekeeper for the light heavyweight heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. He shouldn't be ashamed of that. You see him come in there with hard hitting. He also has that that crazy tattoo mm-hmm. on him with that uh, the massive hammer right in the middle of his chest. How can you not like that? I don't know much about Aaron mm-hmm. Blanchowitz, but I'm going to say this. Fago Silva is no pushover for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, um, Tony, what do you think of tonight? Uh, we got uh, Edgar uh, Berglander against uh, Jason Quigley. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm not real big on either one of them, but I've seen Quigley fight here and there, and uh, he's kind of got a, a bizarre style, personally. I, I think he might be able to pull this off. It's just going to be a bizarre match, though. Another one I want to ask you about uh, was uh, Arthur Benavev uh, and uh, Callum Smith. It's coming up uh, next month, uh, August the uh, – I'm sorry. Yeah, two months. August 9th, 19th. Arthur Beater Beef. Yeah, the Beater Beef. That, that is a dangerous, dangerous man. So anybody that fights him, I'll give you – I'll give you – I'll give you props because – Right now, he's probably one of the da- most dangerous men in the sport. And if uh, that guy's going to go up against him, he's going to lose. There's no way he's going to beat Peter Beef. No way. Mm-hmm. Ain't happening. I will take the extra mm-hmm. sandwich on that one. Whoa! Going to be an extra large? Oh, you saw the you saw the uh, photos this week. Nice big poopy joopy. Yep. 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 Hey, Caden, uh, Alexa Grasso uh, versus uh, Valentino Kevinchenko. Ooh. Your thoughts? Ooh. That is one out of a fight we're, we're looking up to. We have, mm-hmm. you know, in, in one corner, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, I know Ty and, I know Ty and Zito have their opinions. And uh, in their opinion, she's the greatest female combat sports fighter ever. And uh, I'm going to still keep with, with Amanda Nunez. But uh, Shevchenko is definitely a close second in my book. And I'm never, again, I'm, again with Amanda Nunez, I would never vote over her unless, you know, I'm, I'm going for some, you know, crazy, you know, crazy upset. But uh, I, I really see no different in Alex Grasso than, you know, all of Shevchenko's last couple fights. But the only thing that's going to be different about this fight is she might be like Amanda Nunez and retire. And I, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. too surprised. And if that does happen, then we're going to be out of an era, if you really think about it. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, closing out of an era, you know, even even quicker. We have uh, you know, Amanda Nunez retiring. Now we have you know Shevchenko on the verge of retirement. Glover Teixeira retire is going to retire. Nate Nate Diaz retired. Nick Diaz probably going to retire. Should retire. But uh, honestly, it's just that's that's the bigger story around this fight to me, at least. But moving into who I think will win again, Shevchenko, and how I'm going to go with a third round sub. I say it'll be a classic Shevchenko. She's going to go in there, show why she has that title to her name, and uh, Alex Castro. You know, her ground game is not too bad, 
but she will rely on her striking. And she's going to be, I, I think, very annoyed when she realizes how good Shevchenko's ability to wrap her long legs around Grasso. And it just, it's just going to be, it's just going to be just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's going to be different. I, I don't see this fight going mm-hmm. for, for Grasso. I don't see her going her way. But uh, Shevchenko for the win, round three, sub. I'm calling it right here. Okay. You got that down, Tony? 100%. Tony, you have one of those little pipers that so you could put on there, on you know, like uh, the happy birthday things that you could put, uh, you lose, Caden, or something like that? On the pipe? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, okay. Just checking. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we'll uh, we'll make anything that? happen. Oh, yeah, sure. Liam Smith and uh, Chris Eubank next weekend. Let me ask you, Liam Smith or Chris Eubank? I want to hear. I want to hear what you got to say before I answer that one. Be perfectly honest with you. I've always been a Smith guy. Um, of course, it goes to, back to the uh, the old Irish uh, um, with the Liam, but uh, I think he's a much better. He's got a, he's got a, a deeper reach. He's uh, got a lot of heart. Uh, I've seen him take some really wicked shots, and and still come back to the, the center of the ring and then take their take his uh, man apart. Uh, he does play coy the first couple rounds. I will say that uh, I've never seen him win anything in the first round or, or two, uh, but he does uh, he does hang in there and he does do a good job. I agree with you on that. I think it's going to take at least a good two three rounds for him to feel it out a little bit. Um, as far as Chris Eubank, I liked Chris Eubank back in the day. I think I, I don't remember this last fight he had, who he fought. The one he lost, uh, he kind of tumbled downhill a little bit, I believe, and I don't think he's going to be able to take the victory on, on Smith. Not this time. Mm-hmm. I think Smith's going to yeah. definitely uh, get his feet wet first three rounds, I'd say by a, let's just say mid-round, mid-seventh round knockout, Smith. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, we got one last question for you before you go. Uh, Marvin Vittori versus uh, Jared Cannonier. Ooh, Jared Cannonier. I'm a big Jared Cannonier guy, and uh, I don't know if y'all remember this, but when he had that title fight against uh, Israel Asanya, I, I really thought that he was going to be the man to take him down. I thought he was going to be the guy to go in there and silence all the Israel Adesanya lovers. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it was honestly because of his boldness, his power, and his striking ability, and just his spirit alone. Because he said this before. When he started out in the UFC, he was homeless. You know, he, you know, he was mm-hmm. living out of his car, you know, training at a gym, you know, legit fighting paycheck to paycheck just so he can get by. And now he's, you know, fighting in champion, middleweight championship fights. So his drive mm-hmm. is like no other. But Martin Vittori mm-hmm. also has that spirit, that fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. He's got that grit. And both men have fought Israel Asanya. And I'm going to say this, Jared Cannonier, maybe just a little bit of bias for me. But I think he did the better job. I think he put up a little bit mm-hmm. of a better fight. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I, uh, I don't really like... Martin Vittori's fighting style as a whole, I feel like he is very boring. 
I, I don't think he takes risks. And uh, he, he's a very smart fighter, which uh, I do appreciate that in some aspects. But when it gets down to, you know, finishing your opponent, I feel like he's always the guy to to, to hit first. You know, he's going to wait for you to strike, and he's going to calculate off what you hit, off of what, what you threw. But with Jared Cantonier, you can't really do that because you're leaving your head open or, or you're leaving your body open or really just any part of you alone. And you're getting hit by a Jared Cantonier. That man was once mm-hmm. a light heavyweight. He hits like a light heavyweight. Actually, no, I think he was once a heavyweight. He hits like a heavyweight. He has that power. Mm-hmm. You're going to stand there and get – you're going to, you know, take one to throw one against Jared Kennedy. That's not a very smart strategy at all because one, mm-hmm. one strike from Jared Kennedy could put you out. He's end mm-hmm. the fight. And that's, that's what I see happening. I see Marvin Vittori, you know, at the end of this fight with his back on the canvas and his eyes to the light. I, I see mm-hmm. Derek Kennedy in here. I want him to fight for the title again because I love Derek Kennedy, and I really hope he can just forward his career as a whole. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take the uh, round two, round two for Derek. Wow. Kennedy. Okay. All right. Now yeah. well, that's as long as you're in that winner's circle. Now let me ask you this one: USFL playoffs are this weekend. Tonight you got uh, Pittsburgh versus uh, Michigan. What's your what's your thought on that one? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, Pittsburgh just because uh, they have the better. You know, I think they have a better run defense. And uh, when it comes to execution on offense, the their mobile quarterback is just a lot better than the, uh, the than the Panthers quarterback. Who this is only his second game, so so right. very, very unproven. But uh, moving on to yeah, the other one, Stallions game. I think the Stallions win that one as well. You think the Stallions tomorrow? I think it's, yeah, I'm taking the Stallions tomorrow over the breakers. I believe. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to beat. Uh, I, I really love Skip Holt, so I'm glad to see him do so well. But uh, I don't think anybody's going to beat them this year. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, they're, they're just destined to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have the MVP well, quarterback on their team as well. And you know, uh, Wednesday night we're going to have uh, Vinny uh, uh, Papali on with us, young Vinny Papali from the. Uh, Oh, the, nice, uh, nice, nice, nice. The showboats. Mississippi, yeah, showboats. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's the son of uh, Vince Capali, another good friend of mine. Uh, so he'll be on Wednesday night with us. So if you get a chance to tune in, uh, tune in and listen. And if you got any questions about the, the league or anything, uh, then he'll be glad to answer them. So, uh, oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, Kate, I know you got things to do, and I appreciate you giving us the time, and uh, have a good weekend. All right. Love you, you Pop. Take care, Caden. Oh, yeah, always. You too, brother. Peace. All right, buddy. Think dollar signs. We're going to do it, baby. (laughs) Okay, uh, Tony. uh, Last week we had uh, Marcia uh, Marcia Lara uh, lost to uh, Lee Wood. Um, Didn't seem to – I I don't know. I, I just didn't seem to see anything coming out of Lara this time. Uh, did you have to catch it? I saw bits and pieces, and honestly, I would—I almost think he was sick. Maybe he got—he just ha- happened to have a bad night uh, with the flu or something. I mean, he didn't make any excuses or anything, but um, yeah. he didn't look well, and it's kind of hard to he or hard to believe that he lost that one. So mm-hmm. maybe something we didn't know about. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about uh, tonight? We've got. Uh, Adamas versus uh, Williams. 
Frankie Donovan. You got anything on that? I don't know. I'm kind of stuck in the middle on that one. I really don't know which way I would lean. Who's the underdog in that one? Adamas. You know me. I'm an underdog guy, so I'm going to lean that direction. That's also that's the same venue that uh, Perella's at tonight, I believe, as well. So. Yeah. Okay. And then we got yeah, I'll the, go with the underdog uh, on that one. All right. And what do you think about uh, uh, Giuseppe Casamaro? Versus uh, Adam uh, Kalanaki. First, I had to look back and see if it was the Kalanaki. Uh, been fighting years ago. Yeah, gosh, Kalanaki. He hasn't fought for what three or four years, right? Right. I think the last fight. If I'm not, I can't remember who it was, but I know I saw it, but I don't remember who it was. Um, that's a long time to take off to come back to start fighting, especially as big as he is. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. if he if he stayed in shape, he's a great fighter, and the boy can take a beating. I mean, he can mm-hmm. that boy can take some lumps and keep going. So uh, he's got it in him. It's a matter of what kind of shape he actually stayed in these last couple of years that he's been off. Um, mm-hmm. If he hasn't done anything, I mean, maybe that's the fight I'll take to make my money. You know, mm-hmm. I'll go in there and hey, clean okay. the clock. Oh, okay. Then we have uh, the last one. Yeah, go ahead. That's an easy fight. You know, Caden and I will be rich off that one alone. There you go. Um, uh, Regis Pedraza last week had had a fight with Daryl Zarelli, and he won. What would you think? He should have. I mean, I, honestly, Regis is not a bad fighter. And I kind of mm-hmm. predicted that one anyway, but it didn't uh, wasn't the quite the fight I thought it would be. But I, I was leaning in the corner that he'd win that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. The last one is Anthony uh, Romano versus uh, Auburn Merceus Mercier. On that's on the one that I didn't get with Caden, but. I think that's going to be a uh, Romano win there. Uh, he, I think he's just too much for uh, uh, Auburn. Yeah, I, I'm not as up on the uh, MMA stuff as, as Caden, obviously, but I do know those names. I think you're right on that mm-hmm. one. That is one of the ones I do know a little bit about. But that was my uh, goal this year, spend a little bit more time trying to Stay up on the MMA stuff as well as all the boxing, but we've got so many good boxing matches coming up this year that it's going to be hard to stay tuned in just one area. You know, something came on the the, the uh, trades this week about uh, uh, Benavides's father uh, wants uh, Morel on for the next fight. Uh, I mean, he doesn't want Morel for the next fight. He wants uh, Mongoya or Bivol. What's your thoughts about either one and uh, the outcome? Benavides versus Mongoya or Bivol? I think he could beat Mongoya or Mongia or whatever. I think he could beat him. I don't know if it'd be a knockout. Probably not. But I think he would definitely beat him just on on points. Uh, Bivol. Mm-hmm. God, I, I, that would be a tough one. And I love Benavides. I. Mm-hmm. 
was a little disappointed in that last fight. I, I thought he could have done a little bit more. And because of that, the, what I saw, I don't think he would be able to beat Bivol. He's not going to knock Bivol out, I can tell you that. that that's going to be either Bivol knocking him out, which Bivol's not an extreme knockout, not a knockout artist. But So if you're going to go by points, I don't see Bivol losing just because with that jab he's got, just the same way he did Canelo. If you could beat Canelo with the jab and stay in the mm-hmm. distance and moving around the way he did, as much as I love Benavides and I would hate to go against him because he's one of my favorite ones, I'd have to say, yeah, I don't think he'd be able to take Bivol. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be a it'll be a decision match. It won't be a knockout. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you watch uh, USFL? No, I haven't had time to even hardly take a shower half the time. It's a it's it's been a very a, a breath of fresh air as far as uh, football is concerned. It's all young kids or guys who have, have been up. Uh, to the show and didn't didn't make it earn it back, and uh, it's been a tremendous eleven weeks. Uh, it culminates next week with the the championship. Yeah, next week with the championship. But, uh, we had a local boy, uh, Vinny Papali. Um, Vinny, 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 Vinny's dad and I worked on this on the field in uh, 1963 with uh, with the Eagles. Uh, they kept him, and uh, I was relegated to be a, a tackling dummy. But uh, Vince went on to be uh, one of the best uh, wide receivers and uh, special teams person that uh, um, Dick uh, Vermeil has ever had. Uh, and it's, we're glad to see uh, Vinny, Vinny uh, last year played for the, uh, at that point, was the uh, called the uh, Tampa Bay uh, Bombers. And uh, that team didn't come up with enough money this year to uh, go, so they started uh, – Memphis uh, um, started the team, and he went over there with a couple guys, and he's been the uh, leading receiver for them. Uh, and he was named uh, uh, first-string uh, all-USFL uh, uh, team this year. And my other good friend, uh, uh, Skip Holtz, who uh, coached here at uh, – USF, as well as uh, being the, he was a uh, student uh, uh, coach um, and trainer with uh, Notre Dame. With his dad was the uh, was the coach uh, Lou Holtz. So um, it's uh, always fun to see uh, two guys that you know uh, doing so well. And uh, Skip is now the was named the uh, coach of the year for uh, USFL. Um, Excellent! Congratulations. Yeah, they really, really good people. Yeah, so that just brings I, I've, I've heard you talk it. about the, the. I've heard you talk about those names several times in the past. So yeah, I've, I've heard you mention them. They're, they're, they're just people that uh, Vinny and I've been friends for over you know, sixty years, and uh, what a nice guy. But uh, I want to thank you for coming on and staying on with me and. The other guys, uh, everybody, just so everybody will know, uh, Ty and Zito had to work, and so did Bob. So uh, our crew was down to our faithful three, uh, Tony, myself, and uh, Caden. And, uh, I've always said that Caden is my my uh, brain trust when it comes to uh, uh, fights and uh, actually soccer, too. Uh, 
We appreciate yeah. it. He's definitely an encyclopedia, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, he's uh, he's Uncle Bobby to a T. Ask him anything to about sports, music, or anything else, and he can just rattle it right off. Uh, so uh, we appreciate that. Uh, does anyone lead us out? You sure do. First, I want to thank uh, you for having me on. This is uh, right around, I think, the three-year mark, if I'm not mistaken, and mm-hmm. enjoyed every minute of it. Um, your family, I, I miss uh, Ty, Z, Bob, everybody. You know, it's it's just a good group to get together on a Saturday night. And I know the fan base is getting bigger. And I want to thank Anthony Calarasi. I know you're listening. I appreciate you bringing the street team from the Bronx, uh, listening in and calling in, and we're going to get even more of that coming, I believe, here real soon. Uh, Nurse Sherry, love you. I know you're listening. Just got back from a trip. Um, Thank the fans, military, law enforcement, and firefighters for everything that you do. And um, the only other thing I want to say is www.saintsdecenters.band. Check it out if you're an 80s fan. And see what you think. Florida's rock and roll band, baby. Hey. Other than that, love you. Hey, I'll, I'll hook you up with uh, uh, Benny Henderson. Uh, you do a, a segment on the hardcore uh, Henderson uh, on a Tuesday night. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. These, week these, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week. And grateful appreciation to Ben Winnie, United States Armed Forces. <laughs> Men and women, police and fire service. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please, please let them know you know they're there. Not everybody wearing a uniform is a bad guy. There's an awful lot of good, hardworking people out there, men and women. So please give them a chance. Give them an eye wink and a handshake. Thank them for their service. Remember, they're the people that are running in, fighting, and swimming, and everybody else is running out. Program is dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffy Colcat, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffy Yaswick, Sergeant Thomas Fager, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Rick Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Wilson, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Dobbins, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Chris Levate, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Anafa Chris from Lakeland TV. Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police. Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Laterno, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Arthur Cook, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Patrol, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogan, Longwood Creek Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Deputy Mike Hargrove, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department. Deputy Chris Meyer, Polk County Sheriff's Department. And Sergeant Chris Fitzgerald, Golden Sheriff's Department, and Temple Police Department. <clears throat> With other sisters, though, you may be 10-7 at this point in time. At some time, we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the palm of his hand. Good night, God bless, and have a great day. <laughs>
County Dispatch 1999, County Dispatch 1999, County Dispatch 1999. All units be advised, 1999's responded to his last emergency. May God rest his soul and all the souls of the faithful departed. Good night, boss. We love you and we miss you.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.